This is Open to Hope Radio, featuring Dr. Gloria Horsley and her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley, coming to you on behalf of the Open to Hope Foundation, dedicated to those who are looking for hope after loss. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show in partnership with the Compassionate Friends. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley, and I'm here today with my mom and co-host, Dr. Gloria Horsley. Hi, Mom. Hi, Heidi. Well, we've got another great show today, and I'm so interested because you and I were talking earlier about um, how there are more twins in the world now, right? Absolutely. You know, we're going to do a show today on twinless twins, which is a fascinating topic to me. Um, You know, it's horrible and horrific to lose a sibling, but then when the sibling is a twin... That brings up a whole other set of issues, as you know, Mom. And uh, there are a lot of twins right now. I live in New York City, and a lot of people in New York wait to have kids later. You, know, you have a lot of older moms here, and you have an incredible amount of twins. I mean, my daughter is in the sixth grade, and she's got a very small class of 60 in her entire grade. There are three sets of twins. Wow. Yeah, I know. That, that's, a, that's a lot. That might be due to uh, in vitro fertilization or something. Um, it actually is, yes. It's due to infertility, at least with these twins. I know that's not all twins, but, um, you know, when I had my own infertility, um, I didn't have twins, but they did, you know, implant three different eggs and stuff. They fertilized three, so I could have had triplets if it had taken. So wow. anyway, yeah, it's an interesting thing nowadays, like you said, Mom. And then, then what happens when you lose a twin? And, you know, because a twin is you, you come into this world together. And, you know, I've heard twins say that when their twin died, they wanted to walk, in, you know, walk into the coffin with them because they felt like we came in together, we should leave together. And so wow. our guest today will talk more about what it's like losing a twin and that experience. And also being the executive director of a wonderful organization on Twinless Twins that helps them. So why don't you introduce our guest, Heidi? Okay, Mom. Our guest today is Michelle Getchell. Michelle became a member of Twinless Twins in 1994 after the, after the loss of her identical twin, Missy. She created the Twinless Times newsletter and has served as the executive director for the organization since 2002. She is passionate about helping hurting Twinless Twins find support and hope. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you so much. So great to have you on. Thank you. I'm really glad to be here and talk about twinlessness and how we can support one another and the um, the support system available. So, so tell us a little bit about Missy and how old you were when she died. And I know she was your identical twin. Mm-hmm. Yep, Missy and I. Um, you, we did the normal twin things. We grew up together. We learned how to walk and talk and and discover life together. We went off to college and um, and even were college roommates. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, which is great. And then we started um, life together in the same city. She was my maid of honor. I was her maid of honor. And then, tragically, she was killed in a car accident. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You guys really went through a lot of major milestones in your lives together. We did, And, and yeah. did you did you look alike? Oh, yeah. We were actually identical mirror twins. So she was uh, left-handed. I'm right-handed. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, um, my grandfather never knew us apart to the day he died. That's he just amazing. The twins. Yep. Identical yeah. mirror twins. I've never heard of that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's common. I mean, not overly common, but yeah, it's common. So one is, they used to think, um, like when we looked at each other, if I had a freckle on one side, she'd have it on the other side. So when we look at each other, it's like looking into the mirror. 
And she died in a car accident? She did die in a car and accident. And from what I remember you saying, you kind of knew that something was wrong. Did you? Um, I knew that... I knew that I wanted to get a hold of her okay. the morning that she died. I knew I felt a little frantic, mm-hmm. and so um, I it kind of when it, when I heard of her loss, I definitely there was something weird that made sense. I've heard wow. that with twins a lot, haven't you, Mom? Yeah, yeah, I have. There's some kind of a knowing, or mm-hmm. you know, even siblings, you hear that every so often, but. Twins often. And let me uh, say one thing for people who who don't know. I, I, you know, there are identical twins, but there are also fraternal twins if it's mm-hmm. two separate eggs, right? Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. So, so they don't have the, exactly the same genetic makeup, but with one egg and uh, identical twins, mm-hmm. they have the same genetic makeup, right? Mm-hmm. That is correct. Mm-hmm. And the others are called fraternal twins. Uh, are you noticing anything different with twins, whether they're fraternal or identical? And do that in your organization, mm-hmm. are they both fraternal and identical? Yeah, we have both. We have identical um, male and female twins. We also have identi- or fraternal female, male, and then female and male. You know what I mean? So, you, yeah. And does it, does it impact the way that people grieve or not really? You know, we've found that, that the bonding takes place in utero and goes throughout life. So no, whether they're sharing the womb um, in their own sack, um, there's been studies um, from actually in Europe, that in, in England, that have um, shown twins playing with each other, like, you know, pushing wow. on one side. Yeah, and then identical, they share the same sack where they're sucking each other's thumb. And, you know, twins learn together, whether it be crawling, walking, talking. Most twins, um, more than 50% of twins have their own made-up language, which is remarkable, you That's know, when amazing. they're little babies babbling to each other. Um, and so... No, we haven't seen that there's a huge difference between identical or fraternal bonding. Well, Michelle, I recently saw on the internet, you probably saw this story, a, a twin, twin, there were twin babies born and one was dying. And mm-hmm. they thought, the hospital said there's nothing that we can do. Mm-hmm. And so someone took the other twin and put it in the incubator with the baby yeah. and put them right next to each other so they were, mm-hmm. they were touching. Yep. And the baby not only survived, but it thrived. It thrived, yeah. There, yeah, absolutely. And I believe they called that the reassuring hug. The one, there's, there's a story that's, I don't know if it's the same story, but where the baby actually wrapped, the one twin baby wraps her arm around her twin sibling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah. I'm just wondering, I mean, and I'm sure my mom is, here you and Missy, you both have M's in your name, right? Missy and Michelle. Yes. You're identical. I mean, mm-hmm. you're identical mirror twins, and, and then she dies, and I just mm-hmm. can't even imagine mm-hmm. that it, how devastating. I mean, you must have felt like a part of you died. I did. Yep. It flipped my world upside down, felt aimless, hopeless, confused. I, it's not only the loss of Missy, my twin, the person, my person, it's more of the loss of who I am too. Mm -hmm. I've lived in a world that has been set up twin way. You know, I go to the store and I think in twos, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and I consult her with, with simple things and big things. And then all of a sudden I didn't have that. You know, and so aimless, and and uh, the journey has been at times hopeless in some areas. You know, and and um, scary because you know, in my twenties, I lost her when I was in my twenties. In my twenties, it was the first time that I felt loneliness. Mm-hmm. Because you'd always had her. Because I'd always had her. Yeah, yeah. Now, how how did people treat you? Do you think, uh, in looking at it, did they treat you any differently than someone who'd lost a sibling who was not a twin? And do people, twins, talk about that? 
Yeah, they do. And there is, it does feel different. I mean, as much as we can know, you know, because um, I'm not a singleton, but there is a difference. Um, some of the people never were able to tell Missy and I apart. So when mm-hmm. they're talking to me, they actually don't know which one exactly died, wow. you know, and that's weird. Um, the, the whole funeral itself was weird because they're, they're seeing it as I'm seeing it. They're seeing my twin in the coffin, in the casket, and then seeing me and we look identical. You know, it's just a weird thing. Yeah, I was wondering thing. what that would be like for, for your family members to look at you mm-hmm. and see your sister staring back, even exactly. though they knew she was dead. Yeah, yeah. And then sometimes when I'm talking with family members, even now it's been many years, but even now they'll say, you just look so much like her. You're just a real reminder of that twin. And when you're looking in the mirror yourself, you're seeing your twin. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the, you know, it, it definitely adds some complications. Also, for the fraternal twins, they might not have that exact resemblance and all of that, but people just don't know what to say. They don't know how to frame it. They don't know w- what to do. Right. So so how did you end up—I mean, this is so hard and difficult. And How did you end up finding Twinless Twins? Yeah, a friend of mine um, contacted the organization um, years and years ago uh, when Dr. Brandt was still living, the founder mm-hmm. of the organization, and um, and connected me. And at first, to be honest, I was really scared to reach out, and I didn't think, weirdly, I didn't think they would understand, and mainly because I hadn't found anybody to really understand my loss and my grief. How many years was it after Missy died that you found Twinless Twins? Um, I found it uh, pretty much right away, okay. a month, yeah, within months. Mm-hmm. And so then you went to the, you, is it, is it uh, groups, like Compassionate Friends, or how is it set up? Is it Right, so because um, nowadays there are more twins in the world, but now you have a group of twins and then twinless twins. So, you know, we're spread all over. We're actually an international organization, but there, we have one annual conference, which is our large um, event where we bring in guest speakers and, and stuff like that to um, help bring understanding to this type of loss. Um, so I went to the conference. And then once you go to the conference, you're able to connect with others um, who are more in your area, maybe within your state. We also have nowadays, back in the time it wasn't as popular, but now we have email, we have Facebook, we have just a lot of ways to support one another. And so when you got to Twin this Twins, did you feel like you were home, that people really understood your loss? Completely. Yeah. I didn't have to explain why it hurts so bad. I didn't have to to say, no, 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 we are closer than that when people are trying to say, I know exactly what you feel. I lost my grandmother or I lost mm-hmm. my, you know, it, it's a different type of loss. It's a part of you. It's everything that you've known. Well, well, you know, you and I talked before about this, but Elizabeth DeVita Rayburn, who's been on our show several times, wrote a book called The Empty Room, Losing a Sibling at Any Age. And it's a fabulous book. I would give it, I would highly recommend it for anyone out there that's had a sibling loss. But the interesting part is, and you already know this, Michelle, there's a chapter in there about twins. Mm -hmm. And before I read that book, I didn't really know the difference between twin loss and sibling loss. I thought it was the same thing. Mm -hmm. But it really helped me to see that it it is different. Because like you said, you really, you, you don't have an identity without your twin. I lost my brother, and although it's been a horrific, very significant loss, mm-hmm. I had my own identity mm-hmm. without him. Um, yeah. When he was on the earth, we had we had separate identities. Mm-hmm. With you, you're known as the twins. And, Mom, do you remember Bonnie and Kathy Corbett, our neighbors? Oh, yeah, they just called them twins. Yeah, we never <laughs> called them by their names. We called them yeah. twin. Yeah. Each one was called twin. That was their name. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and they were identical, but we never called them their names. It's bizarre. 
Yeah. It yeah. wasn't bizarre to us. <laughs> well, it was, it's so unique having twins, but there are so many around. And I was also thinking there's a lot of twin loss in utero now, too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we we actually have members of our organization that lost their twin in utero. And there's some amazing commonalities between that loss. Like at first, you you know, for somebody on the outside, you might hear it and go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But when you hear many, several um, discuss what they've, what they've dealt with their, through their life, you're like, wow. And then to understand the in utero bonding that takes place, it just makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and there's so much that goes on in the, in the nine months. I mean, you, you know your sibling nine months longer than anyone else in, on the earth. Exactly. Yeah, and the, the studies have shown that um, that bonding starts to take place at 14 weeks. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. I've also heard twins that lost someone, a twin in utero. Mm-hmm. I've heard the ones that have never been told and then were told later on in life saying they always knew exactly. that something was missing. They felt a sense of loss, but they didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And it all made sense when they found out that they had had a twin die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we have some of those members in our organization. Interesting. I wanted to know, ask you, how do you keep uh, Missy's memory alive? Oh, you know, it's um, it's still talking about her, and and um, and still making her a part of our lives as much as possible. Also, it's when I'm with twins and hear their stories, and it provokes in my mind a thought about Missy. You know, and it's um, it's also living my life to the best that I can, because she would want me to to have good in my life, and she'd want me to to have joy in my life, and so it's those things. Um, it's remembering her on her date of loss. You know, personally putting flowers in, at the cemetery or whatever, um, and then remembering her on the birthday that we shared, because it's mm-hmm. another thing that twins have to walk through. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I didn't even think about that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what would Incredible. you? What advice would you give a twin out there that's that's lost their twin and it's feeling like they're not going to survive? Right. Um, you know the the common breathe in and out first of all, um, mm-hmm. and it's a, it really is a long road. Um, it's really common for the first year to just flip your world upside down and you not know what you know which direction is up at all. You just are aimless. The second year honestly can be harder than the first year, which that sounds really scary. If you can get twin support around you, others who really understand, you'll start to see that it's survivable and there's hope. And then also one of the biggest things is I was terrified that losing my twin meant I would lose all my memories of Missy. And the grief kind of feels like that. It, it's a very dark and lonely place. But as you start to heal and, and stuff, the memories come back. You know, those are forever with you. And, and, um, and I think once you get to the point where the life of her is bigger than the loss, the date of loss, it's, you know, it, it's a place where it feels more bearable. And and I know that you guys have an annual conference, right? Yes, we do. And when when and where will it be this year? Yeah, it is in July, and mm-hmm. oh, I'm sorry, I don't. Tw- I believe That's it's okay. the twelfth, the twelfth of July. It's always like the second weekend in July. Okay. And it will be in um, in Arizona this year. I know July in Arizona sounds crazy, but they have lots of air conditioning. We we <laughs> did Compassionate Friends last year in Arizona, and it was it was fabulous. Yeah. Uh, um, where where is it going to be in Arizona? We'll be it, it is going to be um, at a, the Hilton in Tucson. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, and we have a, all the information on our website. Um, and give us your website. Yeah, it's www.twinlesstwins.org, and then you can click events, and it'll have all of all of the information about the conference and any questions you might have about the conference. We have a 
FAQ there. Well, I know this is a fabulous conference because our good friend, who's been on our show many times, Mitch Carmody, yes. was went to Twinless Twins, and he keynoted, and it was, I think, his first Twinless Twin conference, and mm-hmm. it was very profound mm-hmm. because he lost his, his twin, as you know, when she yes. was 28 years old in the car accident, but he never grieved the loss because his son died right after that, mm-hmm. and that was the loss he grieved, and he put this on the shelf, and he said, going to this conference changed his life because he really got into the impact that his twin sister's death had had on his life. Mm-hmm. Mitch was remarkable. Yeah, it was it was really neat to see him talk about his twin so freely. And that's what happens at these conferences. The twinless, they're able to talk with kind of all of the walls down, honest, honest about the grief, but honest about the twinship and the healing. It's really a profound, hopeful thing, place to be. Yeah, I love I love that you provide this service for twins. And are there triplets there also? You know, we don't have. Oh, we do have uh, one set of triplets. Okay. Yeah. Which yeah. which would make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I have to say, as a parent, uh, and uh, you know, if I had lost uh, a tw- you know a twin mm-hmm. uh, in pregnancy or whatever, wow, I'd want to know about this organization and. Uh, tell my kids about it as they got a little older because uh, what a great organization you've mm. got. Absolutely. And and Michelle, is there? do you guys have a, any close Facebook pages or places that people can go online and kind of get support from each other? Yes, we, we do have a Facebook page and then in our within the, the page we have a special um, like like a private group where, where Twinless just chat and it's extremely active. We have over a thousand members. Wow. Yeah. And how do people access the Facebook page? Um. I think if you look at Twinless Twins, okay, yeah, on in Facebook, you'll be able to find us. Very good. I think. Do you that, have anything for parents? I was just thinking about that, about just educating themselves about twins, because we do. I, this is really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we have a couple things at the annual conference. We always have a breakout group for parents, which is really important because they not only are dealing with their loss, but also how to help their child or their adult child even work through things, and and even how learning from each other what to do on birthdays, what to do on dates of loss, and. But we also have a lot of literature on our website, articles, um, and then we also help as much as we can connect parents to each other, especially when the child's young, you know, in grade school, just to get wisdom and, mm-hmm. you know, what has worked for other parents. So I'm interested in what you said about what to do on a birthday. Mm-hmm. So could you give us like maybe one thing that a parent could do on a birthday? Because like you said, it's it's bittersweet. It is, Yeah. I think that, um, you know, in the organization, we have had times where parents um, have taken down the photographs and have don't mention um, the twin ever again. The birthday is just, um, it's just the surviving twins day. Mm-hmm. And that has, the information we've gotten back within the organization is that that is not an effective way to, to manage it. Often the twins, they might not want um, the, both the names on the cake, or sometimes they do want both the names on the cake. It's just really important to, to create the dialogue, to make it a safe place. And the twinless will often, even as a child, let the parent know what, what feels good and what doesn't feel good. That makes sense. So kind of let the, the twin lead the way. Mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm. We even have some of the parents, which has been a really neat healing thing, is they buy their twin a gift, and maybe their their twin died of cancer or something like that, and then they take that gift and deliver it to a hospital where they're giving something to someone else, but it's an honor and memory of their twin. 
I love that. And I would just want to say to the parents out there, check in with your twin every year because kids change and develop totally. and they're constantly evolving. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this year they might not want the, the twin's name on the cake and next year they might. Exactly. Exactly. So. Okay. And sometimes maybe they don't want to deal with it too, Heidi. I know with the sibling mm-hmm. loss, there are years when you don't want to deal with it or months. Or, Absolutely. And then later mm-hmm. on you may want to. Exactly. So, yes, I totally agree with you, Mom. Even with sibling, in sibling loss in general, we change depending on where we are developmentally and where we are in our lives. Yeah. So, okay, Michelle, I want to, I want to thank you so much for everything that you're doing for all the twins out there, and you are doing so much to honor Missy's memory. Oh, thank thank you. you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Michelle. It's been great talking with you. Thank you. Well, Heidi, an amazing show. As a parent, I loved it because I'm just thinking of how parents, you're stressed about your, um, you know, kids losing a sibling anyway, but losing a twin, I'd I'd be kind of lost. So this is just great information. It really is. And, And I love that there's this organization where twins can come together so that they don't feel alone. Absolutely, and it, the Internet is great because they can just go right on the site and find the organization, so so wonderful information. Well, we want to thank everybody for listening to the show today, and we always want to have you visit us at opentohope.com. You'll find articles, radio shows, television shows, and we have uh, shows on twinning, particularly on our radio show. Uh, and our television show, Mary Rockefeller Morgan was on talking about twinning. So uh, please tune in, and also Heidi and I want to remind you always that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours till you find your own, and God bless. You've been listening to Open to Hope Radio, hosted by Drs. Gloria and Heidi Horsley. Like today's edition, all of our past programs are available on demand at opentohope.com along with helpful articles, videos, resources, and links to help get you through the toughest time of your life. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and sign up for our monthly newsletter. Again, that's opentohope.com. Check it out today. Then be sure to stop by next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time when we'll be posting another edition of Open to Hope Radio. Remember, others have been where you are. They made it through, and you can too, as long as you're open to hope.